didn't think you were gonna make it. Oh, come on now. You know, I can't beat Magnolia tomorrow and I'll see my good luck child first. His name is Odin James. But everyone calls him O. A star player in love with the most popular girl in school. This year's unanimous choice for most valuable player, Mr. Odin James. I love you. I love you too. But nothing comes between two people's passion. I love him like my own son. Like one person's jealousy. He's all alone here. And where's family? Sure, Bob. I rebound and shoot. I play guard, forward, power forward. You name the position I play. Maybe we could pretend for a while, you know? That is the sweetest thing I've ever heard. The plan I've come up with is flawless. We're gonna break him up. You'd never give out no love behind my back now, would you? What? You're the only person I've ever been with. And if you want to be with me, don't ever talk to me like that again, ever. What is going on with Odin? I'll be all right, Duke. I'll be better than all right, son. comes at me again, I swear, I'll kill him. I'm sorry. Desi was going behind my back. I could deal with that. But all this wondering you got me going through? Me? Yeah, you. Why don't you just forget about her, man? I love that girl. But I got played. What are you talking about? Stop it, man. Yo, it's in my head up. Now somebody here knows the truth. Somebody needs to tell the truth. And one and two. Welcome to Recap and Gown, a podcast where four old millennials talk about the high school and college movies from back in the day when we were high school and college students to find out what made the grade and what should have been held back. Representing the class of 03, I am your co-host Crooks. Joining me this week and every week, he sings like an angel and drinks like a fish. The class of 04's own Big Hearn, David Oscar Hernandez. What up, Dave? Not much, man. Uh, getting serious this week. This movie... Uh, Gets a bit intense. Excited to talk about it. Goddamn dark. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Also, joining us in the class of 03, she is one half of our very own Texas two-step, the one and only big sis, Megan Mills. What up, Megan? Hey, guys. Um, I just remembered that this is my movie. So. It is. Yep. You're meeting <laughs> us tonight, so get ready. So, get ready. Uh, it should be wow. fun. Listeners, yes. um, Megan was just in like full business Barbie mode until 30 seconds ago. Like She was getting out emails at 8 25 p.m <laughs> so this is gonna be a real change of pace for her here yeah just yeah. I'm, I'm in my zen mode mm-hmm. well somebody is uh rounding out the two-step this podcast chief ballistics and trivia correspondent in the class of 01 dana griffin what up dana that much uh i'm gonna say maybe this movie rivals uh what people thought about outside providence huh whoa it didn't you feel just drove in. it uh i just need to, i need to be redeemed from the outside providence I, I will say outside providence Never. Is, i believe the worst film that we've covered for the pod this is up there um well, no we we covered 100 girls in a lost episode which is the worst film ever made 
Yeah. So, this is not as bad as that. But in terms of non-lost episodes, I think Outside Providence uh, might be the worst. And also, listeners, I know how many of you have listened to each episode. That one is our worst performing by a mile. Listen to Outside Providence because that episode is fun as shit. We trashed that movie. We trashed Dana. It's a fun time. <laughs> so pick up the pace on that one. You're going you're gonna to enjoy it. But big sis what are we talking about where can we get it and what is it about oh good question yes right me um we're we're talking about the movie o in quotes parentheses othello the hardest one to find on the whole internet impossible to find this streaming anywhere because of the name of the movie possible to search you will get yeah you'll get like captain america winter soldier before you'll actually get oh you mean the outsiders No. Did you mean this other movie that doesn't even have an O in it? No. Oh, Brother Worth, though? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, Anyway, it was um, released in 2001. You can, if you can find it, watch it on Prime Video (laughs) for a small fee. Um, YouTube, you can watch it for $6.99. Nope. Highway robbery. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Um, iTunes, HBO Go, I think it's free. Google Play. It's not no, HBO oh. Somebody lied to okay, you. Well then, okay, well then. Okay, well then the internet lied to It's me. not. Yeah. That's, I, I mean, I wish I would have had to. I could have watched this for free, but instead I paid $4 and change like a dope. Uh, what is it about? So, <clears throat> um, moving the classic tale of Othello into the basketball courts of a high school. The story focuses on a young man named Odin, who is convinced by a conniving friend, Hugo, that his girlfriend is cheating on him. Of course, what Odin doesn't know is that Hugo is in fact motivated by his own jealousy of Odin's good fortune. It's a sticky situation in classic Shakespeare, <laughs> Shakespeare what? tradition. What the hell? Sticky situation. Now that's what I call a sticky situation. Okay. That's not oh, how I would explain it. One of those classic Shakespeare capers. Classic <laughs> tales onto the basketball courts. Really nice basketball court in this one. Like classic, like great Hoosier style old wood. Yeah. I was really not, impressed no by that. No parquet here. Yeah, um, nothing like that. Dave, since this was Big Sis's pick, you want to give us a rundown of who's in the cast and feel free to mispronounce some stuff. Sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, as Odin James, we have Mikai <laughs> Pfeiffer. I think it's okay. Mekhi. I know how to pronounce. Mekhi. I'm kidding. Mikai Pfeiffer. Somehow, this is my lifer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as Odin James, based on Othello. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Hartnett uh, plays Hugo Goulding or Golding. I think it's Golding. Ooh, not that. Uh, he's based on the character of Iago mm-hmm. from uh, Othello. Uh, Julia Stiles, welcome back as uh, Desi Brable based on the character of Desdemona. Uh, Eldon Henson, Fulton Reed himself from the Mighty yeah. Ducks, as uh, Roger Calhoun. He's based on the character of Ro- Roderigo. Um, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> another returning, uh, Andrew Keegan oh. plays Michael Cassio. A legend uh, cult leader. Based on the character Michael Cassio. He's the only <laughs> one who got to keep the real <laughs> really? name from the play. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm no. right here that. He, he probably runs a sex cult. It's alleged. It's all alleged. Uh, Rain Phoenix, one of the Phoenix family, uh, as Emily, based on the character of Amelia. Uh, Martin Sheen plays Hugo's dad, Coach Duke Goulding, based on the Duke of Venice from the play. Um, John Hurd uh, as Bob Brable, 
based on uh, Brabantio. My gnome is Kevin McAllister's dad from Home Alone. His name is Brabantio? Um, well, in the movie. I know. Play. But, but that's a bunch of letters together. Brabantio. Brabantio. Yeah. yeah. Character as uh, Anthony Johnson plays Dell. I think that's the drug dealer, the guy who gets the steroids yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And uh, Rachel Shoemate plays uh, Brandy based on the character of Bianca. And there's a bunch of uh, uh, there's a bunch of other characters on IMDb who don't have pictures, so yeah, we're not going to say them. Not who important. are they? Uh, who yeah. are they? Uh, who are they? Not God. important. God. Let's um, quick go around the horn and give some memories of this movie from before the pod, if we have any. Dana, we'll start with you. Um, I had seen this movie before the pod because I had a friend in high school who was obsessed with Josh Hartnett. I've I think we all had seen, a lot of those friends. Yes. I have also seen Pearl Harbor because I was a Ben Affleck stan at the time, but we both watched it for our mutual loves. I remember watching this and being very upset then, <laughs> and I'll let you know how I feel about it now. Later. Oh, teaser, folks. That's a teaser. Can I break you out um, of here? What oh, sorry. Saying? Yeah. Um, none. Uh, I don't oh, know one. how this got past me. I usually like watching the... Uh, uh, remix the modern remix of uh, Shakespeare, but this one it's kind of got past me, and I, I never made made up and watched it. So yesterday, okay. watched it yesterday. Big sis. Um, actually, I've watched this several times. I weirdly enjoyed it growing up. Um, I'm sorry, uh, listeners, you couldn't hear my like stunned reaction to Megan's. Yeah, that is weird, Megan. You're right. <laughs> What? Okay. Oh, oh my god. We'll we'll anyway. we'll get into it, but I am I mean Josh Hartnett, Mackay Pfeiffer, like there are Andrew other Kinnis Josh Hartnett Hartnett movies. Yeah. I made I made a full fizz face. If you guys know mm-hmm. the fizz face, Google Fizz face. I made that face when Megan was talking about liking this movie. Um I had never seen this before. Um did not know it was even a basketball movie. Um I was super aware that it was a modern retelling of Othello, but aside from that had no idea what it was about. I don't know Othello that well. So, yeah, I came into this basically in the dark, and I wish I had not come into it. Um, let's see here. Dana, did this make the grade for you, or should they have held this back? Well, of, we the, of the adaptations we've seen of Shakespeare and Jane Austen and whoever wrote Scarlet Letter, Mm-hmm. Nathaniel Hawthorne? Is that a person? I don't know. Goody bad off. wife. It sounds I'm right. Co- I'm Good, going off real stupid right wife. here. Um, uh, but of all of the adaptations we watch, this might have been my least favorite. I don't know who thought this would be a good idea to take the story of Othello and put it to children. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not here for it. So It's a choice. It's definitely uh-huh. a choice. Not it, a, is, it is a choice. Yeah. Um, it does not make a grade. I don't, I don't want to, I don't know. I think I've said enough. I'm not a fan. Did not enjoy this. It's a little bit like, um, when you see like those kids bop versions of songs that don't make sense for a kids bop version. You know, like, I can't wait for the bop. My God. There was, um, (laughs) I think the funniest one, uh, there's, it's not kids bop, but there's a, I think his name is Maddie B. If I recall from seeing him on dance moms. There's like a little, uh, he must be like 12, like a 12-year-old little skinny white kid with a Justin Bieber, early Bieber haircut, 
who used to do like rap, like covers of rap songs. Uh-huh. And he did Miss Jackson and made a full video of it. Ooh. And I'm like, I'm supposed to believe that this 12 year old kid is like seducing this other 12 year old kid and got her pregnant. And is now, uh-huh. like, it doesn't make any sense. Uh-huh. It, it is, it is awful. Um, I will post a link to that because I laugh every time at it, but it's not everything yeah. needs to have a cover. And uh, yeah, that didn't need a cover. Um, yeah. Dave, did this make the grade for you or should it help this back? It was just so much. And in the end, there's just such a jump. Um, it That's starts off. Wild. In, no, it starts off in modern day. And then people's sensibilities switch back to the 1500s where it's, uh, my honor has been taken. Now I must kill. I'm like, no, that's, that, that doesn't happen now. It, it no, just it doesn't. But that's the way that they were acting is as though everyone's more brutish and uh, barbarian, like than yeah. more, more like they were back then. It just didn't, it rang. It was disturbing <laughs> in a lot of ways. There, there were some uh-huh. scenes that really bothered me. And uh, yeah, that jump uh, completely took me out of it. And I'm just like, what the, what the hell's happening? Yeah. So no. Uber Magnum and get your satisfaction. That's what he did. That's exactly what he did. Yep. For all you Bond fans out there. Yeah. Got him the Cougar Magnum. Cougar Magnum. Hand cannon. No problem. Yep. Uh, big sis, I'm assuming you gave this an A+. Plus. <laughs> I did not give it an A+. Plus. Um, I mean. Come on with it. <laughs> see? Like. Yeah. I mean, like, it was, I could see why I liked it when it was, when I was younger. I can't. Um, again, see Makai Pfeiffer and Josh Hartnett. Um, but like, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out like if I was to write an adaptation of Othello, like how could I make it more modern day? It's kind of, I mean, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but of the adaptations, like they, they all kind of seem like way too old or like way over the top. Um, you know, like these high schoolers are acting like they're, you know, 45 or they're way over the top or mm. everyone's getting killed and like yeah. the sensibilities of, of the 1500s. So I can understand why that's a problem, but like I haven't seen it done well or we haven't talked about it yet in a way that's been done well. But um, yeah, see. Yeah. Um, sorry. Hold this shit back. Uh, the movie's a goddamn mess. Like there weren't really any performances that I liked all that much. Um, There were a bunch of plot elements that just didn't make a whole lot of sense. Like when you watch them actually play out. Uh, I would say probably 30 minutes into it, I said out loud to myself in the basement with nobody else around, not every Shakespeare play needs a modern retelling. Like there was no reason to do this. Um, Especially since as far as I know, and I might be wrong about this, the original Othello isn't about teenagers. No. So they, full-grown battle-hardened adults. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Grizzly yeah. veterans. Yeah. Shakespeare play about adults, making it about teenagers and then lumping a slam dunk contest on top of it. Like it's just it's just a mess. And um yeah, I you know, Megan, you were saying how could you how could you make a modern retelling of Othello? 
just just do othello with adults <laughs> like put, put the the teenage part of this seems so forced and like so <laughs> unnecessary and right. inappropriate frankly i yeah and I, keep it in the 1500s where this kind sure. of behavior sorry you know what you know made what? more sense make it make it a gang war where yeah. it's, it's okay to shoot people. That's know? why the Romeo, the, the the Baz Luhrmann Romeo and Juliet made sense. But that wasn't even the violence was That was the same the same words. It was just like modern clothes. Yeah, oh, right. in a modern setting. Right. I think that really. I was wondering, like, what started all of this because it is. Yeah. Shakespeare remakes. Yeah, because like I. This is, a bunch. this is a nice segue into fun facts, but it is Julia Styles third Shakespearean adaptation. Yep. And the worst of the three. It's Hammy of the Shrew. She was actually just in a Hamlet with Ethan Hawke that I did not know had come out before this. Oh. And then she's in this. And I just feel like, do we have to, is Boz Lerman to blame for this nonsense? Yes. Yes. He's blaming the Boz. In the same the way, Boz didn't like, do anything to you. The same <laughs> way that like Migos ruined modern rap and now we all have the same flow. Like it's the same thing. Right. He's patient zero. Shame on him. Uh, do we have any other fun facts you want to talk about before we get into the recap in the segments? Um, well, not fun, but a fact. Um, so the original studio who actually were, was going to produce this was Miramax, or release it, I guess. Um, right. And uh, I think Miramax yeah. is the Weinstein, so. Yes. Well, they <laughs> held this in the vault for two years because um, the violent conclusion resembles the recent massacre massacres at Columbine. Mm-hmm. Um, so they basically kept it on the shelf and then they abandoned it and they sell, they sold it to Lionsgate, um, which then finally released it. Yeah. So that fact makes my fact uh, better and worse. Um, <laughs> when I watched this movie, I had a very hard time taking my Kai-Fi for a series as a teenager. That motherfucker is old. And I looked it up. Um, in 2001, when it came out, he was like 30 or 31. No. Yes. He was, he's, he's 50 now. He's older than Mark Men. No way. I thought he was born Pfeiffer. in like 74. No. Oh, wow. He is wow. older than Boys to Men. And yeah. so um, I was like, okay, so I'm watching a 31-year-old play. I don't know if he's supposed to be a senior. I thought at one point they said he was like a sophomore. <laughs> like at the oldest, he's 17, 18 years old. That's Andrew um, Keegan's character. Is he the sophomore? He's a sophomore. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Come on, keep up. But, well, it was, it was, I was hard to understand. But if he was um, 28 when they filmed it, that's like your standard old person playing a teenager. We saw that in Jawbreaker. However, that means Julia Stiles was only 17 or 18 when they filmed this. So you've got Mackay Pfeiffer yeah. as a grown man acting in some scenes that I'm sure we're going to talk about with yep. little baby Julia Stiles. Well, Black yep. Don't Crack and Sean Ooh, Patrick Thomas is old as well. He was super he was old. also old as shit. That's true. Super God old. God damn. Yeah. She I don't know. Wow, wow for this. I don't, whoever her like, I don't know. I mean, I guess she made, yeah, I guess she made some money off these, but her agent had a very interesting yeah. flexibility she was they were positioning her as like the queen of jungle fever at the time and i'm like i don't i don't know <laughs> man i've been black all my life and that's that's not the, <laughs> that's not the kind of woman that i would look at and go there's the person that black america is gonna say that's a white girl we all rally behind <laughs> like that's just not 
Wow. I don't know who I'd pick from that time, but like not her though. Oh, good thing you brought this up. My fact was Christina Ricci <laughs> was originally attacked. There you go. That'll do it. That would fit. There you go. She, she that would be weird. <laughs> oh, Wednesday night. Um, I can get down with that. Okay. Yeah. I always like to, to see what uh, Roger thought of all this. Oh, I bet he um, loved this shit. You are exact three and a half stars. Oh, come on, oh, uh, Roger. Three and a half stars. Didn't he give a <laughs> shitty review to Remember the Titans? Again. Sure did. He did. <laughs> and high school high. Yeah. Justice uh, high school high. No. He praised uh, Mackay Pfeiffer, Julia Stiles, and Josh Hartnett. He said, great performances all around. Uh, compared it to the Boz Lerman adaptation of Romeo and Juliet, he criticized some of the more unlikely plot lines. Like, he complains, like, that scarf does a lot in this movie. Like, a lot. <laughs> scarf. And, uh, no. and he's just like, why, why are all these conversations, so many conversations are overheard at the perfect moment and misinterpreted all at the same time to create. Yeah. All this drama going on. Uh, Rules of a but he liked it. He, he, he liked it, and then he spends most of the review shitting on Miramax and uh, the political climate at the time. Then they delayed the release, and I quote, um, We have a peculiar inability in our country to understand the context of things. Oh boy. When it comes to art, we interpret troublesome works in the most literal and simple-minded way. Oh, boy. In the, in the aftermath of Columbine, Washington legislatures called on Hollywood to police itself. Oh, God. And rumbled about possible national censorship. Christ. Uh, Miramax caved in by suppressing the film uh, to suggest that O was part of the solution, not part of the problem, would have required a sophistication that our public officials either lack or are afraid to reveal for fear of offending the bottom feeders among their constituents. Oh, shit. Part of the solution. I know. (laughs) Those those who think this film will inspire events like Columbine should ask themselves how often audiences want to be like such a despised villain. Um, um, okay, Rosh. Also, the he's hero just pretty pissed. somebody he's, in this movie. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. not just the villain. Oh, yeah. my God. He would have been going nuts on Pepe Le Pew being taken out of Space Jam, I bet, if he was still alive. For sure. Uh, Sounds well, like it. We- didn't we have another movie recently that was delayed because of Columbine? Was it? No, they oh, renamed right. Sugar and Spice. Um, That's right. They might have okay. also delayed it too. I know they took out like soup, Sugar and Spice and Soup from Semi-Automatics or whatever. But yeah, that was. Oh, that's right. You're right. Yeah. 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 Uh, but no, no, um, not bottom feeders. My God, Ebert. Oof, that was Oof. interesting. Hmm? Yeah, it's just yeah. very unique. Uh, I'd never, I, I'd never seen him make those kind of. He was big statements man. before. That was wow. Something. Um, well, shall we dive right in? Yeah. Take us away here. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that you are fully prepared to lead the discussion tonight, Megan. I'm so prepared. Um, so I just want to say you can actually blame Dave for the selection of this movie because <laughs> Dave me. brought it up in one of our chats that um, maybe we should do some basketball movies during March Madness. And the only one I could think of was O. I and I was like, was huh. thinking of like Sunset Park or the Six Sun- Man. <laughs> Sunset Park, the Six Man. Coach Carter was Coach popping Coach up. Like Mike. <laughs> I mean, I thought, oh, and I was like, sure, I haven't seen that in. You thought, oh, you, know, you got oh. Years. Oh, Space Jam. <laughs> There's no teens in that. There's no teens in that, unless you count. Yeah, Bugs no, Bunny no or whatever. Teens. There's no teens in it. Okay. Um, also. I think I should have done this probably in Cruel Intentions, um, 
but I'm just doing a quick recap of like what the movie is based on for those who, who need a little bit of dusting off their Othello uh, and Shakespeare language and movies. Um, so basically, Iago, is that how you say it? Okay. Iago, Iago's Hugo. He's furious about being overlooked for a promotion, and he plots to take revenge against his general, um, which is the basketball coach in this situation. Othello, who's the more of Venice, um, or sorry, that is a general, sorry. Um, and then Iago manipulates Othello into believing his wife, Desdemona, is unfaithful which stirs Othello's jealousy, and then his, he allows his jealousy to consume him, murder Desdemona, and kills himself. So A, like any Shakespeare play, has trillions of like murders and doesn't make sense. And like, <laughs> well, not, not even in the- Not Midsummer 50- Night's Dream, that's a fun one. Okay, fine. They always get stoned and have like, a party. But like, even in the 1500s, I'm like, really, is that how this happens? Or is just Shakespeare being just over the top? But then, yes, translating it to a bunch of high schoolers. It's a little yeah, bit of a stretch. I, I got a couple thoughts. First and foremost, let's talk about these dumbass name changes. Like, just, just rename everybody, all right? It doesn't need to happen. No. You, I mean, you can give them their same names or rename them, but they, they tried to, like, wink at the names. Othello becomes Odin. Like, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. That's – I might have gone with, like, Otis or whatever, but that's – okay, fine. Otis. <laughs> because <laughs> i mean that that's the name at least great odin's good. raven right and they had a hawk as the uh yeah as the mascot yeah, a lot, like, this a lot is of fantastic shit there's great. a hawk and doves tons of bird stuff um iago Again. becomes hugo i don't think we're still making hugos in the 80s that's not even a real name anymore we're definitely not um, making it iago's yeah call him ian or call him iago and just do that like i mean just give them a regular a just give name. them a regular name like we don't have to they don't have to all be like a wink and a nod to the originals desdemona becomes desi her dad's not even that kid desi like i don't know you call her desiree if you want they're in the south that's fine but desi and like no that's not gonna fly with that dad i just feel like they could have tried harder to make these names like even a little bit believable because your main characters are odin hugo and desi i've never met anybody with those names even a little bit. Um, number two, the only real knowledge that I have of Othello, number one, I know that Othello is black because as a black person, I have to know that. Number two, there's a key and peel sketch um, where they play like people who went to go see the play in, in you know, the Globe Theater. And yes. they come out at the end of the first act like so celebratory because everything is going right for Othello. They're like, they're pumped. They're like high fiving and like talking <laughs> to everybody that's also there to watch the play, and then yeah. they come out at the end like devastated that a fellow dies at the end. <laughs> they like accost, they accost um, Shakespeare, who's like there, I guess, doing publicity for the play, and make him um, make like a better play for a black person, and he writes Shaft. So he makes a Shakespeare version of Shaft. But yeah, that's that's my the, the total knowledge I have of Othello comes from knowing Othello is black and that key and peel sketch, which I'll try to find and put on our Facebook uh if I can find that one. It's a pretty good yeah. sketch. No, it's just interesting the uh jealousy 
back in those days, back in the old days in the 1500s, that, that amount of jealousy just builds up in you and causes you to commit murder. And there's not really, yes. it's, and there's accelerants in the modern day where everyone's doing drugs. Maybe this is a Hugo roid rage thing. That's why he's like, I need to be manipulative and really fuck some shit up. And daddy issues. Makes yeah, And I have daddy issues too. Yeah. So it's, it was interesting to see how they did it in the play, which is just pure, just masculinity. Like, ah, oh, my honor <laughs> yeah. has been this. So I must kill her because she did nothing. No, oh my God. While oh my in God. modern day, it took a took some accelerants and some uh, other things going on to Oof. fully get you to the other side on those. That scarf. Like, I, the scarf. I just didn't think we needed, like, murder. Because it's, like, no. teenagers. Nope. Nope. Didn't need a bunch of murders in the five minutes, bam. Yeah, yeah. I think that you could have made this work with teenagers if it was all gender swapped, maybe. Fuck, I guess. Like, girls be playing some games on one another. Yeah, that yeah. A lot of the scheming did feel more suited to the female characters that we've seen in these movies in the past. So my biggest question was, and I think I'm wrong, um, but this is our. I would actually say potentially I'm right. It's my. It's our first movie with diabolical dudes together. <laughs> <laughs> Like, there have been so. diabolical dudes, like, in Cruel Intentions, Sebastian. Oh, yeah, he was diabolical. But he had the, his partner was kind of, was Catherine. And so he wasn't, like... He was supposed to be sympathetic. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't um, really had a movie yet with, like, a, like an evil man. Mm-hmm. Um, like a, Who's, yeah. like, trying to, like, get other men well, angry. Well, my other. boyfriend's back. That dude was... The closest we're gonna get, and he's not even that evil. Yeah, I feel like they're normally like doofuses. Yeah, like dead men on campus is their their what they're trying to accomplish is terrible, but they're (laughs) dastardly idiots. Um, There's some dickheads, but there aren't really like we haven't seen like which is odd. As many episodes as we've done, we haven't seen like a real like a real life bully in a movie. Yeah, them in this one. Yeah. So, um, so my question is. Is Hugo worse than Regina George? <sighs> yes. Because he's trying to like have murders committed. Multiple. Yeah. Double homicides. Mm-hmm. That's like a bridge. I'm just trying to turn... Oh, wait, no. Regina George is just like turning the whole school against you. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I agree. I think Hugo is worse than Regina. Regina is just responding to like feeling threatened in her social status. Like she's, yeah. she's on top of the world. Here comes somebody who is, she views as a threat to her. Hugo is doing everything he does purely out of spite. Like mm-hmm. there's a moment where they mention Odin is the number one high school player in America. He's genuinely a lot better at basketball than you. Yeah. Um, like Regina just wanted to remain pop, more popular than Katie, but Hugo like, makes Odin take drugs, cooks up a very elaborate double murder plot because he's jealous about basketball, which also apparently he's pretty good at because they mentioned him going to UNC. So it's not even like you're shitty at basketball. You're just like not number one. You're probably, you know, top hundred. You're you're yeah. three or four star it's recruits. Are fine. It's his own fault for playing for his own father. And of course, oh, he's, we'll he's not going to be babied in, in those kind 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 of situations, especially because no. the, the way that his dad is. So, 
yeah, that's, that's rough, but you could ask to go to a different school, get coached by somebody else. And maybe you'd get a little more recognition that you'd like his, his dad's doesn't really like him very much. From what I can tell. Yeah, it's definitely a, a daddy issue situation. Like yeah. he's, he's the way he is because he's trying to like get love and attention. Essentially. It's like the classic, you know, act out. He's um, but then, yeah. But then he's to your point, like he's straight up just lies. Like at least in the, <laughs> at least in the plot, they could have just like, it could have, something could have been misconstrued or yeah, show me um, one scene where he thinks he sees something going on between Desi and big Mike. There's one scene where he thinks yeah. instead of being like, oh, I'm just out to watch the world burn over basketball. I mean, he doesn't. He he legitimately, like, just makes it up. Yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah. Which, I get not liking someone, but messing with Odin, like, also just means, like, you're not going to win a state title. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. it just, yeah. who are you hurting here? Like, yeah. I don't know. I've... I'd want to win a state title. He sure. just has a light murder plan before the state championship. Just a little bit of murder. And then we'll, and we'll go just, to the game. And, it'll be fine. and we'll just walk up. We'll, we will miss warm-ups, and that's terrible. But we'll walk up. <laughs> Dad will be happy to see us, and we'll play. We'll no play. Problem, right? We'll win. And then it's we'll okay. deal with the consequences of murder later. Murder it's upon fine. murder it's upon fine. murder. No, no, it'll be all right. Fine. It's fine. I mean, it's not even before the game. It's like basically the game is like starting and they are (laughs) not even close to being at the court. In my notes, I'm like, it's weird that they're all driving themselves to the game and there's no like team bus. But then I remembered, oh, they have home court advantage for the entire playoffs, which I don't think is a real thing you get in basketball in high school. Um, no, but they did have to drive to the game. Like he's like, tell dad. But it's it's their stadium. It's their arena still though. But it's, They'd be able to walk. I just felt like they yep. were driving yep. themselves to another location. It which, as a high school, like coach at a private school, no. Like I've had kids who are like, I really need to like drive myself to the game so then I can like leave early. I'm like, you better find a friend to drive your car because yeah. you're well, not. never drive to the game. Yeah, the stadium is deep in the malls of South Carolina, <laughs> deep in the Palmetto Groves of South Carolina. <laughs> A lot of good that, accents. But none, other, none from the stooges. Yeah, that was my biggest. If you want to jump around a little bit, my, we can hear meeting us. Like, like, where was this set? Because it 100% looks like it's part of the swamp. Like, I'll Carolinas. say it was in South Carolina. Yep. I'll, say, I'll, say, like, I'll say, I'll say, i say, yeah. But nobody has an accent. No. no. Like, Only like the, the passersby, like the, the coach from the University of South Carolina Gamecocks has like a cartoon, yeah. like, a, like a foghorn leghorn accent. Right. And the announcer at the games has a very Yeah, yeah the heavy. announcer sounds like Lindsey Graham. I'm going to tell you about this Odin James Because yeah. it's like, you would only know from those passing by accents. And then there's a moment where it pops up, I think on a tank top that... Uh, Julia Stiles is wearing, but then you also see it later during the dunk contest. The athletic conference is the new South, and you. Oh no 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 South. no! That's not an athletic conference. Okay, I also <laughs> clocked New South. New South, I think that it was it was a clothing brand that I I know for a fact. Uh, Outcast did a lot of work with. I don't know if it was their clothing brand because I know they also had Equimini. 
The logo is a fucking confederate. It's a confederate flag in black, green, and red, the colors of Black America. So it was supposed to be New South was a was it was um, akin to like Nelly having vocal. Like it was it was a hip hop streetwear brand of the time. I didn't wear that okay. bullshit, but yeah. Okay. It was it was heavily prominently featured in the movie was New South. What tip I have a picture. I'll send it to oh, you because I was like post it. It's fucking wild that people wore that shit. They had um like I think their maybe a rival school was Palmetto Grove or whatever, or maybe this the school where the city of the school was in Palmetto Grove. And I saw them, like, okay, so we're obviously in South Carolina. That's the only place where they care about palmettos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sure enough, South Carolina, not a state I think of for basketball, North Carolina, Indiana, yeah. <laughs> but, but right. not South Carolina as a basketball state. And it didn't, I don't know, like, just don't show the tree, like, don't show, like, small scenes, and then it, it doesn't even matter. Because the rest of the movie couldn't really tell where people were. Yeah. And it was fine. I was very confused about like that this was like a boarding school because it definitely just yes. seemed like they lived in like plantation homesteads. But it was oh, like, yes. no, it's just the door. Yeah, so it's exactly right. porches and Man, trees. that setting was a mess. Porch. <laughs> yeah. I was like, are they in college? Because that's, I don't know. These beautiful wraparound porches. My God. On your dorm room. You just walk out fantastic. to the to the screened-in porch on the veranda and uh, eavesdrop on a conversation that isn't what you think it is, but it's about your girlfriend sleeping with your best friend, but is it? But is it? Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Um, all right, speaking of which, I think it's time for some love at first semester because that's basically what this is all about. Oh, my God. so um, much. My first question is not even a question because we've all stated the obvious of this. Um, are these believable as high schoolers in romances? No, ma'am. No. No. Not, 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 none of them. Not a single one no. of these resembles a high school relationship to me in the least. Yeah. Yeah. I want to just lay next to you and put my naked skin. Yep. Sure. That was weird as shit. Uh... <laughs> So is that something they took from the original text? It and better like be. Translated? Because I have two yeah, questions. That... Like the dialogue in general is so wild where it's like, I want you to have me whatever way you want to have me. I and mean, I like, you're 17. But my first, th- okay. So on a basic level, okay. <laughs> y'all have been dating for four months. Your dad has no idea you have a boyfriend. That's odd. Inattentive father. I get that. That could be a thing. They're lovemaking in general. Uh, boarding, to, boarding, well, school, boarding school, I could understand why you could be dating somebody for four months. And your dad is the dean of the boarding school, though. Yeah. He works there. He runs the place. Um, yeah, but he doesn't really pay attention, it seems. It turns out. Uh, I, I have to call it lovemaking, because they don't have sex. They make love, and it's gross that high school students make in love. <laughs> Like, I remember being a horny teenage boy. Um, the idea that, like, a key feature of their sex life, as Megan said, is just, like, getting naked together and laying there in bed holding each other. Fuck out of here. No one does that in high school. It's not a thing you do. Um, <laughs> you know, with, with this whole situation, the whole thing kind of revolves around this lie that Odin has been told by this scheming friend who I don't think we're supposed to think of his best friend. I thought Big Mike was his best friend. 
this dude just seems like a guy he's on the team with, but whatever. All he had to do was have a conversation with either his girlfriend or his best friend, and that would have cleared this all up. He even said himself that he just needs to go like ask Desi and Big Mike what's going on. And Hugo is like, no, 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 don't handle this like a reasonable adult. Instead, just like spy on them with no context and jump to a crazy conclusion or whatever. Uh, emotions, just feel everything. <laughs> feel just, it. Just, just, just And that's, then that, that's very what soap opera. Like I feel like very I was much. watching Incredibly. like all my children or something. Yes. Man, this is passions all over again with with Tabitha and Timmy. Um, I also there were there were two other parts of this that just did not hold water for me with this couple being a high school thing. Number one, oh and Desi are the couple for this. Yes, long. we're talking about O and Desi here. Um, we talked about how this scarf is doing a whole lot of work. What Tons. high school boy gives his girlfriend his great grandmother's hundred and fifty year old scarf after dating for a few months? It's a family heirloom. Yeah, that alone, I'm like. Okay, the, I, at first, I'm like, you're just giving her a weird piece of fabric until they mentioned it was a scarf. I'm like, oh, that's what that is. Yeah, because like, I, I was like, am I, am I wrapping it around? Is it infinity? Like, how am I? It's like a necklace. don't know what like, this what is. What am I doing with this? Why couldn't it have been a necklace? A ring? Sure. A yep. brooch? A, another thing that I'm like, is this part of the play? Are they calling yes, back is. to a part? Of, it has to be. No, it, I watched the Cliff Notes cartoon before. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The other part here that really threw me for a loop that just had me go like, this is some horse shit. Odin like slut shames Desi for enjoying sex with him too much. Like, oh, if you're really into me, why do you like fucking me so much? I'm like, what are you doing? What are you, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like yeah. who has that reaction? That, you like that having sex with me, so you're a whore. I'm like, Word? That that kind of that, that kind of makes it more believable for high school kids for me because that seems like something stupid that a seventeen year old would say. It's like, why are you enjoying this so much with me? What? But, but what he what? himself as king shit of fuck mountain like exactly he's a ball player in the country. He's like, oh, you like having sex with me? Something's wrong with you. I'm like, what? What are you? What are you doing? What is happening here? Right? It's weird. Ugh. Weird behavior. Yeah, I mean, and I just. I was going to get into this later, but I wasn't always a Julia Stiles hater. But the more that I watch her as an adult, the more that I'm like, I don't like you as a teenage girl in relationships. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's just, I, I don't know. I, maybe it's the lines that she gets. The I think it's her. I, I don't know. We didn't hate her in 10 things, but I think that's just the charisma of Heath Ledger. That's just a contact guy of Heath. That's a a more naturally suited character for her to play. I don't think, I don't don't look at her and think like sweetness and light. I look at her and like, you're like an edgy, like angry person is how I see her playing these roles. And to see her being somebody that's supposed to be like, you know, lighthearted and fun. I'm like, that's not you. It doesn't make any sense. It's like watching Ray Liotta be like a wacky sitcom dad. I'm like, no, the fuck you're not. <laughs> like, this is not suited for you at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't think I like her. I'm, I'm actually very intrigued about Wednesday Adams if she had been in this. I would have loved that. Ricci. That would have yeah. been. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she can play that role. She can play fun and yeah. light. And 
you know. She can be fun and light, but also like enjoying a little bit of sex, like mm-hmm. enjoying her life. Like I, the enjoyment part of the Julia Stiles gets me. I don't know why. You know who else? Again, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller could have been fine in this role. Yeah. I would not say Jennifer Love Hewitt. I think she's a little bit too dramatic. Reese could have been good. Also probably too old. But that's one thing we didn't really touch upon. This movie is rated R. Wow. Yeah. I know it has to be. But also it's a teen film. So I like think it counted only... eight fucks. Yeah, there were eight fucks in there. Fucks early on. Ten fucks. Often. Yeah. Okay. It's the fucks. <laughs> it's the sex and the violence. It's a, it's yeah. a trifecta. Yeah. I think the, the violence fucks. probably pushed it over the edge. Like they probably could have scrubbed the fucks and the sex, but yeah, they, they the tender lovemaking. They could have they yeah. could have gotten it in a PG thirteen. I think if it was by itself. Okay. What happens so they, after uh, that is not not okay for thirteen year olds. No. Um, another couple that I did want to touch on, which couple is a stretch word because I think I watched it like twice and I was like, oh yeah, they, they were a couple kind of, it was <laughs> Emily and Hugo. It's like, they don't really interact like they're dating each other, uh-uh. nor does it make any sense. They have zero chemistry. Emily is a whole like. I don't really know much about her specifically, the that actress. Um, but it doesn't make any sense. She's a terrible actress in this movie or has terrible lines. I'm not How sure. How dare she be a phoenix? <laughs> I, I know. I, I, I just want to say that maybe she was set up wrong in this situation, but it's she not believable that they're... Yeah, it's not believable that they're together, and it's also not believable that, like, I don't know. Like Emily just seems like this character who doesn't have an ally or loyalty to anyone. And see, I said believable with an asterisk, like believable as a couple um, with him being a shitty person and her being just like a, an easily manipulated high school girl. I watch a lot of teen mom, 16 and pregnant, unexpected. She would fit in with those girls. Like you've got a shitty boyfriend. You don't realize he's shitty. I get that. The problem that I had was up until the last two minutes of the plot, I was convinced she was part of the whole scheme. Like she goes and gets the scarf for him and delivers it and is like pumped to bring him the scarf. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, so you're also part of this framing. And then at the end, she's like, wait a minute, Hugo, you suck for real. No way. And I'm like, you're, you're, you're in on this. Like you're an accomplice to all of this. I guess she's just dumb as hell. You, you were using this to drive, Odin crazy and commit murder? No. She, I don't I don't think she knew. I think she was she, she really was know. pretty dumb, I think. I don't it, think she knew. It, it only made sense for me for her to know. Like looking at it as though she didn't know, you're just thinking you're like in on a wacky prank with this yeah. family heirloom like that. That I did not buy that for a second. Right. She's dumb. Dumb as hell. Um, <laughs> were scenes cut? Like cuz I feel like in the there has to be cut. Yeah, in the Cliff Notes uh, cartoon I watched, <laughs> Amelia did seem like she was in on it. In the right. Cliff Notes Emily that I watched, like she was in on it. Hmm. That would have made way more sense for her character to act the way that she did. Yeah. yeah. So then the situation is Hugo makes O believe that Desi potentially has a situation with Roger, and then potentially is with Michael, and like none of those situations also seemed realistic at all for anyone who's close or a boyfriend to believe. Well, I thought Roger's into Desi. 
yeah, that's Rogers the whole catalyst he, of it. He is, but like in um, in what world? <laughs> Don't don't talk that way about thrice. Yeah, he's been on this podcast many movies. No, I love him. I love him. Mighty Ducks is one of my faves. But like, not not even just not even just how he looks, but like he's there are a lot of scenes where he's bullied by like in front of her. Like she's kind of a part of it. Yeah. Um. And he's like, yeah, I want to like do anything for her. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. It and then why, and then why Hugo would like can be able to convince him that he had a chance. See, there's um, the bigger issue. I don't know why she thought he'd be into him, considering she's dating like bliggity black Mackay Pfeiffer, who's going to play at whatever school he wants to in a year. And you're by no means athletic or cool or anything. Um, He's rich, I, though. He's well. He's rich, but I mean, he's rich. but Odin's gonna be rich in a year. Um, I'd also. I don't know why. I think he, you had to play uh, three years back then, couldn't you? Or well, could you three years, three years, or none. Okay. So it was. Uh, was it three years or none? Yeah, it was three years or none. He could have gone straight to the anyway. Game, probably, regardless. I think. Um, I don't know why he thought Hugo would be able to convince her to leave Odin for him, like that part didn't make any sense to me at all even if you're like oh i'm into this girl for him to go oh i can make her like you like based on what you guys aren't even friends so that part didn't hold water for me at all and then with desi and michael um okay i i had a moment where i thought about this and megan tell me if you disagree here if some dude told cowboy hat that high school you and i were hooking up behind his back we'd probably look just like these two with no context and no audio. Like we were hanging out a lot. We did a lot of joking around. I like to hug people. I'm a big hugger. Like cowboy hat, like peering around a bank of lockers or like looking at us from above the rotunda would have seen us interacting like, Oh, they're fucking. And I'm just like, you know, I, uh, I understand that Michael was around Desi like a lot more, because again, somehow Hugo convinced him that getting close to Desi would convince Desi to talk to Odin and get Odin to convince Coach to give Mike his spot back on the team. That's the whole plot, guys. Like that whole convoluted Gordian knot is what we were going for here. But like, I don't feel like there was a sudden huge shift in their friendship. Like I don't, it didn't seem anything out of the ordinary. They're just hanging out together. Yeah. I think like because this movie stayed at like a tight hour and 35 minutes there's a lot of stuff that like we didn't get to see yeah like why people think desi's so cool mike's full relationship with it like we just we are jumping straight in to we immediately like they're on the basketball court we get to see like uh president coach bartlett um (laughs) like heat praise on on odin in front of his son and i'm immediately like up jealousy so it's just like we i think they do a lot to help us understand why hugo will do maybe why he'll do anything to fuck with odin but we don't really get a sense of why anybody believes hugo for any reason why anybody's into desi what anybody else's relationships are it's just very clear that hugo does not like the fact that his dad likes odin more than him and he will do whatever it takes to destroy odin it's like all we're given we have 
but we didn't know the rest. We see several shots of Hugo brooding and like looking angrily at Odin before we know his name. <laughs> like every time we, in the first couple scenes, he's just like, that fucking guy. I'm just like, what? I don't even know who you are. Um, and also, while Josh we're talking Hardin about it, well. he well. He did, he's he's a, real well. He's a solid tiny little eyes. <laughs> he <laughs> does. Yes. He, he's good at he seethes very well. Yeah. Um, my Let's other see. thing is this whole movie I think takes place in under a week, like a week and a half. We Mike is suspended for two games, two basketball yeah. games. Basketball Which is isn't like. Well, you, well, yeah. Basketball is not like football, where you have one game a week. You're playing two or three games a week. Right. So it's not like he's been suspended for a month of the season. This whole thing goes over the course of a month. He basically couldn't handle being off the court from like Monday through Thursday. Well, during the playoffs. Yeah, it's, it's more important time. during the playoffs. It's important, but this is a very condensed time scale we're talking about here. For sure. He, Mackay Pfeiffer goes from being like a doting boyfriend who's super happily in love with Desi mm-hmm. to being prepared to throttle her to death with both hands in like a three-day span. <laughs> like, right. There's like the – well, you have the quarterfinals, the sectionals, the super sectionals, the semifinals, the super semifinals. <laughs> Who knows how long this, – this could have gone on for yeah. – this could have okay. gone on for weeks. Who knows? Like, I think they won their conference, and then they got to play like maybe in their comp- – like they made, well, like one part of it, their division. So then they had to win the conference, and then they got to go to the state playoffs. But that's two games. They- We've already covered no. two games. Nah, I just think at least four to five. He only gets suspended for two games. Anyone he else? For, he was suspended for two games after he fought Roger, and then Roger accidentally stabbed himself with a beer bottle. Like when they had that whole fight, he's like, you're off the team for two games. So I'm like, all right. That's not that well, long. It didn't, it didn't happen on school grounds. That's the right. only way around it. Right. So. I mean, he, he, sure. But I'm just saying two games is not a long enough suspension for me to have all of these things happen. I mean, if he would have just like set out his two games, he's back after the game at the end of the movie. Like, that's, that's the end of his suspension is that second game. And sit it out. It's, it's six days. Yeah. Chill. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how to transition. Yeah, I fucked it up. I'm sorry, guys. No, <laughs> I'm, running hot. I'm, running, I'm running hot tonight. Um, so do we, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but do we think the performances are great? So I don't know that they're memorable. They're memorable performances. I don't know that they were all great. I do think that people were acting their butts off. Yeah, they were trying really hard. Um, not necessarily in a good way. I do think Mackay Pfeiffer did a pretty good job. Like he was probably the best actor actress in this movie. Yeah, yeah. the uh, the murder. I mean, <laughs> troublesome. Okay. The murder <laughs> and the sexual assault that I think we're going to get to later on. But continue. Um, I like to remember Mackay. He was on ER for a bit for a few oh, years. Oh like, yeah. So that's the Makai I'm gonna remember, and the boy is mine video with Franny and Monica. Of course, that's what I I'm think. Think I, I, I think he was on ER twice. I think he had a character that killed himself, and then he came back as a different character. Oh boy! Same don't quote, look don't quote me on that. I'm look I, mean, I feel oh, like wow. his performance was pretty good for a grown man. Uh, as a that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. He, he was an adult. 
Yes, as so. as a, for him playing a teenager, this felt like a super heavy, like joyless performance. There was as a thirty-eight-year-old man playing a teenager, he did a great job. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. As as a as a grown man with like early onset male pattern baldness or whatever, it just it just seemed like he didn't. There was no fun in this performance for him, and like, if you're gonna be king shit of fuck mountain on the basketball court, you have to be able to like you know display that you're having fun. Like who was that dude? Um, the dude from Friday Night Lights, the the running back, who was talking about how great he was. Uh, that type of performance. Yes, the Derek yeah. Luke role. Like the first scene we see him, where he's like walking. He was around. also super old. He was thirty he, in that movie. God, but let black people play children. Like stop with it. Like. But he performed Joy very well. Like watching him in the log, we were talking about like how badass he was. That's how Mackay Pfeiffer should have been. There was none of that in this performance. As as a grizzled old member of the New York Knicks, yes, good performance, <laughs> good. Okay, I'm just saying in the scheme of the acting situations, like Josh Hartnett, this is I think one that he maybe cut his teeth on. Yeah, like, I appreciate what he was doing. Yes. Yeah, he was he was working hard. It just it was a little bit forced for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And like he was like relying on his little like slanted eye looks quite a bit and his like hair cut yeah Weird he eye. was he was all all cheekbones and chin yeah um julia styles i mean she's julia styles she Brother. acts in the exact same way in every single movie that i've ever seen her in um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i i my the first thing that i wrote down for her i think i might get some disagreement here my first note was, okay, so Julia Stiles can only not dance and save the last dance. Like, her dancing was not great in the scene where we see her dancing at, terrible. like, the MVP terrible. ball or whatever that was. But oh, uh, you compare it to her trying to learn choreography, it was better than save the last dance. <laughs> like, she was relatively on beat. She had a little bit of hip fluidity. I'm like, yeah, if you just let her bop around a little bit like she's on top of that table and um, 10 things I hate about you, she's okay at it. If you give her well, why that, does she do that arm thing. I don't like that arm thing that she does. Well, she has an arm thing. She's got a, a T Rex arm thing that she does. But, but still, it was still better than her trying to like learn actual dance steps in Save the Last Dance, mm-hmm. where it was just like, I can see you counting one and two and slide and two and one and two the whole time. And one and two. Exactly that. <laughs> Speaking of bad dance moves, oh, what's your problem? Yeah, so <laughs> fucking many. Oh boy, that was a bad transition, but we have to get into the what's your problem situation because that's going to be a, a good chunk of time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where do we begin? I mean. Yeah, a lot of things, just high level. You know, the dad loves everyone except for his son. Yeah. And the, the, the coach has, he's an emotionally unstable human being. Like yes. every time we see him, he is pouring in sweat and screaming like a maniac. Uh, yeah. There's that scene where he just like throws everything off his desk when he's all by himself in his office. <laughs> You're actually at your desk for nothing. I, I actually wrote that. down. Martin, I mean, this is where where Emilio Estevez gets his inspiration, or maybe vice versa, from the Mighty Ducks. Because he's um, out of control. 
I will say I appreciate when he broke that clipboard. I have done that while coaching. <laughs> I have also you dropped that kind of coach. Oh, I used to get like I would get mad at the referees because like field hockey is not a sport that like is always officiated well. Yeah. Um, there was one time we were in New Jersey playing a team there, and the officiating was horrible because like private schools are so low on the um officiating like ranks mm. that the calls were so bad i was so mad i literally like picked up a nalgene bottle and drop kicked it into the woods oh my god <laughs> this is amazing i would love to do that yeah it's just like all of a sudden i'm like sitting there i'm like real mad and she just like leans over and like hands the water bottle back <laughs> and like gives me a look i'm like rachel get out of my face like I'm just so- i love this dave will tell you when i was a young man and watched iowa football if there was a Nalgene bottle handy, I would have dropped that into the woods too. Um, I didn't even. I never had to set an alarm on Saturday mornings because oh, at eleven, no. you just hear, yeah, yeah. all right, yeah. yeah. I was a crazy I person. I'm I'm a lot and, mellower and, now. And I yeah. would be awake. That's fantastic. And they were all, they were all eleven a.m. games. Yeah, a lot of well, we don't have lights on the stadium until recently. Yeah, <laughs> that's a new thing for us. Um. I appreciated his coaching energy. Yeah, the the coaching energy was fine. I think for me, and I may, uh, I don't know if you guys would disagree, the most problematic thing in this movie was the sex scene with Odin and his victim. Wait, can we do a different one instead? Yeah, we can. Okay. Um, Before that, just, um, I don't know who was I, who wrote this into the script, but I really didn't love it's a combination, a conversation between Odin and Desi where it's like something about like, like house Negroes, because yep. I will not say they are like, I don't know yep. what, it's, it was a wild conversation. They have um, what appears to be slavery role play as part of their flirty dialogue as a couple of 17 year olds, oh. where it's all about like her being like mm-hmm. Massa's daughter and him like sneaking into the big house. I'm like, listen, man, I was a 17 like black kid once. If my girlfriend said that shit to me, I'm like, well, number one, we're broken up. And then she follows up with like, why can't I say the N-word? My people invented it. I'm like, we are broken up and now we have uh, to fight. <laughs> like, this is an ugly breakup we're going through now. That line just made my like skin just like crawl. Like, I, I was like, wait, scam, what? Let's make out. Is it why they set this movie in the South so they could do stuff like that? And talk about this I don't know. It's because we're in the South. That's why. It has to be. We, we, we can talk about it. Holy yeah, why not? Shit. It was rough. And then, know. like, Big Mike just, like, casually drops the N-word later. Yeah. I was like, oh, yep. I thought we were all friends with Odin. Big Mike does it. Uh, Josh Hartnett does it. I'm like, y'all have to stop. All of you, stop this. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Julia Stiles' dad is basically like, well, he's black. I bet he raped you. Like, everything about it felt so ham. Foreshadowing. Well, (laughs) (laughs) should we talk about that part? Now we talk. I just had to, like, that horrible sexy talk where we're laying just naked skin on skin and then we we'll talk about bringing into the house a big uh, black Ugh. yeah just basically saying he's mandingo here um yeah the the sex scene between them i mean woof like capital capital letters woof uh again not at all what high school sex looks like begins with some straight up tender love making very sweet 
um, a lot of like neck kissing and like caressing. Then he looks up and sees Big Mike in the reflection in the mirror, like plowing his girlfriend. And that drove him. That image, which he has to know is of his own mind's making, drives him to full-on rape Julia Stiles. Like, this was so... And it goes on for a long fucking time. She says over and over again... Yeah, and she's like, stop. She says stop many times. By the end, she's just weeping. I'm like, like, oh screaming. my god, yeah. 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 I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Like, especially how you've painted his character. It, it, this yeah. is before he did drugs, I think, too. <laughs> so, like... That, pre-drugs, um, yeah. It was pre-drugs. It was and then somehow, in the morning, they just, like, get up and hop in the car and go back to campus. Like, I really needed at least a scene of them in the morning to establish what this pretty brutal rape had done to their interaction, to their relationship. Um, But you know what? The filmmakers decided, let's go ahead and make matters worse. Because even after the rape, Julia Stiles is like, oh, it wasn't rape. We've had sex before. I'm like, no, nope, 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 nope. And she's like, well, it was consensual when it started, so it couldn't have been rape. And I'm like, both of those things. You can say stop, and then he has to stop. You can have had sex before. That doesn't mean you can have sex whenever he wants. Like, these are, she wasn't even really corrected in the movie. (laughs) Like, I mean, that is not okay. That is the only part of this that made actually some semblance of sense that they were in high school, because I do think that there is a little bit of like, you're in high school and you don't, you like get in over your head and you don't really like know what's okay and not to some degree. Like you're still kind of figuring that out. Yes. I I could see, you know, a high school girl not really understanding some of the nuances of consent and thinking like, well, mm-hmm. he's my boyfriend. We had sex before. Right. I wanted to have sex that night. Therefore, it couldn't have been rape instead of like, I was screaming no and crying and he didn't stop. Like, right. Yeah, I needed, I needed a scene of them in the morning to be like, or even like in the middle of the night with her just like being in bed wide awake and like terrified with him laying next to her. Give me something other than like, well, let's go back to campus now. Doop, doop, doop. Yeah, yeah. it was uncomfortable. I don't remember anybody saying doop, doop, doop. I think you said doop, doop, doop. <laughs> Maybe they did. Maybe they did. I just think a lot of the scenes, like some of the stuff that was so uncomfortable went on too long. Like, I don't know if we were going to discuss it. Yeah. Uh, what's your problem? But when he like strangles her with his bare hands, this oh, murder plot, this murder plot that Hugo came up with does not make sense. He murders her for the, so long. The big Yes. <laughs> we're going to frame Big Mike but you're going to sit over her, hands around her throat. You're not leaving any DNA. I was like, does he have gloves on? Not a glove, mm-hmm. not a hairnet. Listen, not like a, listen. Like, he, he I'm dropped, just going to leave he, a shot glass, and that's going to frame Mike. He dropped the shot glass off with bare hands. Fingerprints all He put it in his sleeve. Like, he had well, a sleeve he, over his At head. a minimum, he picked it up with a bare hand. I clocked that for sure. He picked okay. it up with his bare-ass hand. I it mean... Was, None of this made any sense. Yeah. DNA and skin flakes everywhere. It CSI, was too, bitches. Um, it was too real. Yeah. And it was too sad. It went on for so was, long. The things was, that he was saying during it. Yeah. I want to be like, able to let you go, but I can't. Oh, brother. Just go to sleep. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, that's what Debo said on Friday. Yes. Well, I just... 
it's just like if it's gonna go on that long like make somebody save her at the last minute you know like like what like there was literally no reason why it needed to be like it's it felt like five minutes i should have timed it it, but it it was at least two solid minutes of him just like double hand throttling her as she's like desperately trying to fight him off it went on forever i'm like can i get some fingernail scratches so we get some dna evidence underneath so we know it's not like i like i didn't want i don't know I'm not like I want Oda to get in trouble, but he is strangling. For this, I'm okay like, with it. it was, for you yeah, strangling it your girlfriend to death, yeah, get in trouble for that. Oh, man. It was, and then the other part of the murder plot, which is, this isn't really what's your problem anymore, but just, it's, it's all problematic. A bad, it's a mm-hmm. bad murder plot where the point is, I'm going to get Mike to do, to take a shot before we leave to play in a like state championship final basketball game. So we get his DNA on a glass. And then we're going to drive ourselves to the basketball game because dad's going to be okay with that. And then as we're driving, we're going to find a car broke down on the side of the road, but Roger's in the car. And Roger is going to shoot Mike to make it look like Mike committed suicide, but he's going to shoot him in the chest. God, the chest suicide? Why did... Okay. No. That doesn't even make any several sense. Several chest suicide shots this movie. Yeah. Shots <laughs> also- chest with the handgun. The <laughs> chest suicide and then... A giant gun. And then also, like, when they were, like, going back and forth during the scene, I know they wanted it for dramatic effect, but, like, they were, like, basically going on the court. And there's still, like, at least 75 minutes of, like, things that, like, happen before. Yeah. Well, and beyond that, okay, so they shot, they shot Big Mike. So Big Mike wrestles the gun away from Roger because Roger is, yeah. like, a weakling. Because so Roger has to pull the trigger. He, Not, he has to, he has to pull Mike. it he right away. Can't yes. give him an opportunity to react. And uh, yeah, he gets to react and takes it away. He's Put, unarmed. Hold on, real and quick then, on that. Yeah. Wait, wait. Before you, thinking yeah. Roger would have the balls to pull that fucking trigger and kill Mike when he no. can't even tell Desi that he likes her. Your whole plot hinges on this, Hugo. He can't That's... even tell Big Mike, hey, man, stop flicking my ears. Like, he can't do anything. So the fantasy go. sequence, man. The where where like this is the way it's definitely gonna go. Blam. And everyone's just so smooth. It's like blam, dead. Everything. Well, yeah, they, that's it. It's all gonna work out. Big Mike um, is laying on the close. ground, bleeding out because he's been shot in the thigh. Yes. And so they didn't. What we never cat? saw for sure. You can. Mm. And there's a big ass vein that runs down your thigh. You can definitely bleed up being shot in the thigh. Artery. Right. We don't we don't ever get confirmation that either he or Roger died. We see them both get shot. Like Mike gets shot in the leg. I get, I think Roger gets shot in the stomach, I think, is like he's wrestling and he he gets shot in the stomach by uh by Hugo. The movie never like goes back to them and like shows, you know, somebody putting a you know a blanket over their head or even doing that thing from Bloodsport where you like take their pulse, look up and go he's gone it was it was none of that so i'm like i assume they're dead i guess everyone in this movie dies from being shot one time yeah that's all it except takes. for debbie she is strangled she's strangled it's, to death. it's the 45 man it's a big gun i mean shooting them right in with big they guns bought at a pawn shop for training in a rolex is that yeah. right pretty well, sure it's a, a rolex. watch okay. it could have been a swatch yeah, the, the Cougar Magnum, if you're not familiar with uh, Goldeneye, if you get shot by it, your character flies back like 40 feet. Your character moonwalks back across and the you're dead. you get shot by it. Yeah. And that's oh, it. God. Yeah. 
this plan. Not great. <laughs> it's a bad plan. I hate it. Yeah. It's terrible. Any any other problematic things before we, well, the drugs. we dive into the drugs. Well, the drugs. Yes. Oh well that's right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean drugs... <laughs> Hugo's on steroids? Yes. Hugo's okay. Hugo's on super steroids, some Soviet shit. Because he takes these steroids and it takes a half second off his 40 time. A half second off your 40 time is a huge fucking difference. That's the difference yep. between being like a pretty good defensive tackle and like a starting running back. <laughs> like that's four five versus yeah. five is a big, it's a big yeah, difference. Four, like, yeah, a four also, three versus like a four eight. That's, I mean, you're different, different realm altogether. Yeah. And are these steroids just speed? Because usually steroids like beef you up a little bit. Yeah, he was scrawny. I, I don't I don't know I don't know they, I don't even know why you introduce steroids it doesn't come back up that like he's gotten super strength or he's in um, the game at all because he has a drug dealer then just have him buy a you gotta introduce the drug deal okay he also no, does I coke <laughs> I think he does and coke. he he goes to his drug dealer and lets him just inject him with a needle doesn't know where the needle came from yeah, man. in that, his belly that, 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 that was bothersome shot. to me it was like he's never. been shot with a cougar no. after himself. <laughs> oh, he keeps sticking me. Oh, with all these holes all over my body. Oh, he keeps sticking me. Like, he was like doubled over in pain and wincing. I'm like, you. It's because he's a child. Me. It's because a child does, doesn't want to inject it himself. He's oh like, my God. Can, you, can you do it for me? <laughs> Jesus. Like, I've never do done it? steroids, but I feel like it's like getting a vaccine, right? Like, your arm. I would think. Like, it doesn't. My arm doesn't fall off. Like, he actually, yeah, like. Man. This I guy have seen, cut out an organ. I've oh. seen episodes of Intervention. People shoot heroin into their neck and don't wince. So, like, you... Okay, but those people are a little bit different than the everyday. But he's been doing steroids for some time, it would appear. He shaved a half second off his 40 time. He is now using... I, no, I think he started doing great. the steroids, like, at the beginning of this movie. I think the, the dad... The dad giving... Um, or Odin getting, like, the fame or whatever... Push him over the edge. He's the best in the country. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. the best player in the country. I also, um, okay, so they, they, we see, the first time we see Odin do drugs is before the slam dunk contest. Um, oh, yeah. Oh. I, I, which I, these kick in fast. Well, I think it's yeah. Coke. It's definitely which, Coke. Yeah. I, okay. I, so far as I know, okay. Coke doesn't send you into like an insane violent rage like that. I mean, PCP, sure. Yeah. You can turn sure. a car. But Coke, I'm like, he should just be like super energetic and shit. He walks out like he is, you know, Goldberg circa 1997. Like he's ready to murder somebody on sight. Right. He, he does, he has three dunks to do. He only wants to do one. One. He does one. a tomahawk one. dunk that shatters the backboard like he's Shaq. Right. The, 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 the people love it. This guy, well, yeah, people would love that. The heel turn on this guy is not the janitor. Like you only have one. They're on glass now. We got one. The heel turn. Still these pissed. This would make you know Stone Cold Steve Austin blush. He he. Happy three sixteen, everyone. Like pushes down a child <laughs> who's there to get the basketball. Throws the ball through the wreckage of the hoop, then yeah. holds the hoop over his head like he's a fucking maniac. Like. That's not what Coke does to you. No, you no. just get real talkative. He should have just been talking incessantly at Dez. Like, Dez, I gotta tell you, I got all these ideas right. in my head. I think we're gonna spend the rest of our lives together. It's gonna be magical. So screen it's be crank. Michael oh, Irvin actually, did Coke and won the Super Bowl. Like, he played yeah. great. Yeah. Actually, I've only ever just been 
talked at for hours by people on coke. Yeah, I had yeah, been there. Annoying. I was listening earlier in the movie when he's in the office, uh, Odin's in the office mm. with the dean and the coach. Yeah. Odin says he's not on that stuff anymore when anymore. he gets accused. You can test me. Yeah. yeah. And that they should test. I thought that kind of implied that maybe in the past. Yeah. He had a problem before he got to the school. Before. Yeah. That, and that, that could be the case, but just it, it all felt so unnecessary because it doesn't ever come mm-hmm. back. It's not, you could have, you could have very easily had him just tomahawk dunk the ball and break the backboard because he's mad. There was no True. reason to like, you took Coke before this. When they do, when they blow rails later on, there's no reason for that. It doesn't ever come up again. It's just like, yeah. I don't know I, why they did that. I think maybe Dana's right that there's a lot of deep cuts. Um, yeah, there could and be. And I think maybe they were trying to set up like why his personality went from like doting boyfriend and like, you know, A plus superstar to like, scarf. this raging lunatic. Yeah. 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 I think they, yeah. yeah, they made choices to make it like tighter. And I think we lost we something lost so along the way. Much. Because even, even got- the scene where Big Mike is like, I, I, I think we're supposed to believe that he's lying about like hooking up with Desi. Um, it comes out of nowhere when he is talking to Hugo and uh, O is like listening on the balcony. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, she's a slut. She's like, I can like do her whenever I want, even if she's dating somebody. I fucked her in the library last night. I'm like, we don't have any reason to understand why he'd be making up these lies about Desi at all. Nobody's talking about Brandy because oh, that was Brandy. Hugo whispers in it. So like this okay. is taken again straight from the Cliff Notes uh, cartoon. Um, <laughs> that talk about so glad you watched. Yeah, okay. so this I is what he added context. He likes and and Hugo does it like Josh. He talks. He's like, oh, tell me about Desi, and he's like, oh yeah, she's nice. And then he whispers in her ear. He's like, well, "What about Brandy?" Okay, I yeah, missed that part. He I'm just like, "Are you it. just lying to lie? Like, what are you doing?" Okay, no, 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 that no. does make more sense then. I get but that. It was very see, subtle. Yeah. We we only see him interact with Brandy like once, and she's once. not all over him. But it's no. like Hugo is watching. And I think it's like light bulb. I don't think Hugo plots very far in advance. I think he could learn something from the Belmont children um, <laughs> and how to like steps in your plot. <laughs> Yeah, seventeen steps ahead. But, and there were so many steps in that plot. I couldn't keep up. Oof, none of them made any damn sense. No, but this one, he's just like, oh, light bulb. We'll go with that. And it's like, oh, he's, he's getting his wires crossed because he's so roid raged. Okay. That oh, that does stomach. make sense, and that he okay, yeah. Well, my stomach. <laughs> so Dana makes a good point. This dialogue was <laughs> it left something to be desired. Um, However, there were maybe like a few things that we want to highlight because there wasn't any good music to highlight or fashion. So we've got to highlight something. Okay. Anyone? Potent potent quotables. What did you say? Uh, Um, Yeah, I mean. The first one on the list, I did write that down. (laughs) It is. So. (laughs) Dean. Uh. Kevin McAllister's dad yeah. um, is yeah. told by Raj, uh, Roger that Odin has raped, I, I feel like you gotta set it up, has raped Desi. So mm-hmm. they go, like uh, Kevin McAllister's dad goes to the basketball practice, gets uh, President Coach Bartlett, and then grabs Odin um, and pulls them in and like has this allegation 
Odin denies it. And then they bring in Desi and it's like, did he rape you? And she's like, there are things you don't need to know. Or I don't know what bullshit she says. Motherfucker, talk but, to your daughter at home. How about that? Right? Just be vague. Her. Everyone together. be vague as can be. Just be vague. together. But don't like ask her in front of this, her supposed right. rapist yeah. and the basketball coach, who is he to her? And ultimately she like is being vague with her dad, won't answer. And then her father said this to Odin. She deceived me. What makes you, what makes you think she won't do the same to yeah. you? Like, God, he on. fucking started this whole, he, he started it. He, he like started, started it. Started there, 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 there's a huge fuse, and he just like lights the flame, just slow sizzle yeah. with that. It's it's awful. Uh, th- there's there's not a whole lot of lines. There's a couple that I could talk about. The first one that I wrote down was just it was so insane to me that somebody wrote this in a movie as a line an athlete would say. It's Odin when he gets the MVP trophy. And he says, at the beginning of the season, we decided to go all the way. I'm like, okay, so you just decided we're going to win a title this year? Like, yeah. no, previous seasons, we thought maybe we'll try. Who knows? We guess we'll just lose some games. This year, we decided we're winning a this title. This year, yeah. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. okay, we, oh, man, we decided this year to win a title. Fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, yeah. There is a line by Martin Sheen who, you know what? He was playing a coach hard. Um, yeah. But he goes, it was very early on. He goes, you guys are lollygagging up and down the court like a bunch of snails. And I'm like, are you watching like a Disney flick? Yeah, Yeah, it's the only like delicate language. Um, Only, yeah. I I think there's part of this quote in here, but I wanted to read the whole thing. (laughs) Guys, again, I hated the dialogue in this movie, but some of it It just really sticks in your ear. Um, this is Hugo to Odin oh, trying no. to uh, sow some seeds of discord between Odin and Desi. So he's like, you know, you came from the ghetto, the hood. That's what you know. The one thing I know better than you are white girls. White girls are snaky. They're horny snakes. And there's more, but that's, I just, I'm yeah, stuck. I don't they understand. Don't want it, but they want it more than us. I'm just like, what in the fuck? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. And again, thinking about a 17 year old boy listening to this guy, I'm like, oh, yeah, he knows what he's talking about. Like, he seems like a reliable source on things. Man, stop. You have better judgment. Uh, There's, I I always try to keep my ears open for disses in these movies to like put in at the end of our episodes. There weren't a lot in this one. This is one that made the cutting room floor for me because I couldn't make it work. But Roger is trying to get under Big Mike's skin. And he says, yeah, that three-point shooting ability isn't helping you right now much, is it? And it's like, that's his trash talk when they're fighting? Like, you're going to diss him for being good at shooting threes? <laughs> like, that's, that's, your, that's your diss line? Your ability from downtown is not helping you right now. Hmm? Everyone? Everyone? No? Okay. Yeah, put up your new Steph Curry. Like, no, what are you doing? Nothing. No, no. So, the old, uh, old fisticuffs. Yeah, fantastic. I did what I did. And that's all you need to know. From here on out, I say nothing. Come on. Hugo just being like, you know what? Fuck you. I did what I did. Yeah. And I'm not this telling anybody This has to be anything. a line from the actual play. Must be. Must that be. That probably very similar. Be. The original text. Um, or had someone on who could speak to it. There's another Just someone on call who could. <laughs> What's up? We should have we had Bobby, Bobby Clausen. I know. We should have had Bobby Clausen on. No Shakespeare expert. 
Because there's at one point where, like, because the dialogue is so weird. We never touched about all the fucking pigeons or doves that just congregate in the bell tower. Hugo kidnapped a hawk and it never came back around to anything. Yeah. There is, I do remember there's a lot of, like, birds and winds and and shit, like, from this text, but. Oh, so from the actual text. Okay. Because there's just, like, they're having a combo up, and I, I should have written down more of it, but like I don't, I don't know if I was paying attention to the end of this movie. I'm just kind of over it. But it's like, I, there also comes a point where like Odin makes a, or not, Hugo makes a speech to Odin as almost if like he's in love with them. And like there's a part of it's like, you're part of me. Oh, we're brothers. We're and it's just like all this. I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like it was. What are you doing? Oh You're my a part god. Of me. This is bigger. And then at some point he says to her, like, who cares about death? Like, you are a gold medal. Or I don't know. It yeah. was Yeah, fuck Desi. You're the gold medal. Who is she? Mm. Tramp. <laughs> Just like, oh my God. Uh, so I don't know if the lines are quotable. They are potent. Yeah, um, potent. <laughs> I got I got drunk from them, but they're not they're not I'm not gonna repeat any of these in the future. Um I might say lollygagging. My, yeah, my, dad says that a lot. my dad yeah. has always, and he's from South Carolina. This all checks out now. Yeah, my dad, mm-hmm. we're, if we're not going fast enough, it's what are you guys lollygagging for? Has always been his, his thing. Classic South Carolina term. South Carolina. That's the oh, only God. thing they got right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like a horny snake? Or... <laughs> horny snake. <laughs> like, is that like a horny toad or a yeah, horny snake? A, What's going on? A horny toad. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, one of the things that we like to do on this pod is take a look at kind of a minor character and see if this movie was the start of big things for them and the peak of their whole career. So it's time for an IMDb deep dive. Big sis, who are we going to dive on this week? Okay. First of all, I just have to say, even though everyone hated this movie, was this not a fun episode? Oh, our best episodes when we hate the fuck out of the movie. Like I said, okay. listen to Absolutely. Outside Providence. We had a lot of fun. <laughs> you don't see the, okay. the movie. We do a great right. job describing it. The ones where people have strong feelings one way or the other are usually the best ones. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. If we hate something, listen okay. to that episode. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Um, but I'm going to dive on Rain Phoenix. Her name is Rain Joan of Arc Phoenix. Um, that, are there hyphens in that? Or is that just like, is it one word, Joan of Arc, or is there spaces? Quotes. Uh, spaces. <laughs> quotes. <laughs> quotes. No quotes. No. Okay. Don't be silly. Um, she is forty-eight. She is obviously a sibling of Joaquin, River, Liberty, and Summer. Oh my god. Um, yeah, she was born in Crockett, Texas, um, and then. She, so I didn't really know this. They were all in a band together. Oh, wow. In a family band. Family band. (laughs) Yeah, Phoenix and River sang together for quite some time in the 80s. Um, They would, at the age of three, um, she began to sing on the guitar and they would perform on the streets of Venezuela. At three? My kid is is two in a couple of months. He can't play anything. He can't sing. While handing kids. while handing out Children of God flyers to passers. Oh, oh no, the cult! I Children of God. Oh, oh no, that's one of the on worst. On the streets ones. of Caracas, Venezuela. That's yeah. one of the worst yeah. ones. Oh no, Davidito. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. They real bad. All right, they real, real bad. bad. Right. 
And then her parents moved to California and immediately secured an agent for all of them. Of course. So I kind of, I, I kind of feel bad about all of them, but um, you know, That's she's, she's had, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so at 15, she was a part of their, their band, Alexa's Attic um, with River. And then she kind of bounced around a little bit. Um, when River passed, that was a big, a big deal in her life. Um, and she, so yeah, she was like a, a singer early on and then a couple of different bands she joined. And then she was into um, a bunch of social initiatives, but from a filmography standpoint, um, she was, her first movie was Amazing Stories. Not, mm. not sure what that is. Nope. She was in Family Ties in 87. Oh, all right. Um, on one episode. Um, I don't recognize any of these. And oh, in 2001, <laughs> um, Kids in America. She was a singer in 2005. Lowdown, 2014. Mm. Um, and she is filming The Fuzzy Head right now. So she's still acting. So it's a um, but it's, career. This is good. Yeah. Well, I think she may have had actually more of like a musical career. Yeah. Okay. Um, huh. But just, yeah, just kind of like a wild life. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens when you join a family band. I mean, listen, if you guys don't know Children of God, it is among the darkest cult stories you're ever going to hear. Uh, their their whole like governing philosophy was that the women in the cult, including like little little girls, should be having sex with as many men as possible to convert them yeah. to Christianity. And they had yeah. a whole comic book series. I think it was called like Horrors for Jesus or some shit. But it was all like about how if you go out there and you have sex with a guy and then make him yell out like, oh God, during the sex, you've converted him and that he can join the cult now. And it's this shit, it, mm. it, their, their founder was all about like full on child rape. Um, there's a good guy. documentary about them. Um, okay. They're still around today. They've changed yeah, their the name because now, you know, right? yeah, they're called the family international. Yeah. So. Yeah. You can't call them. Right. Yeah. It's, it is as dark and sad and fucked up as you can get. So the fact that they haven't like, completely collapsed in on themselves as people is impressive like good for joaquin and i'm gonna assume the other phoenixes uh save river for like being alive still because there's not a lot of survivors of that cult it's really fucked up i'm just uh, trying to figure out when they actually changed their names because um, it must have been when they went to california and they were like you know got agents because like Liberty was Libertad Mariposa, hmm. Rain was Rain Joan of Arc. Like they were all more godly names, They're if you wild will. Wild fucking names. Yeah. And their um, real last name is Bottom, which is Bottom, funny. huh? Rain which Bottom. Oh, Summer Phoenix was married to Casey Affleck. Hmm. Wow. They have two kids together. I did not oh, re well, realize that. Anyway, like, sorry. Or didn't. Sorry, I was trying to find it, but I felt like um, 
what's his name? Joaquin went by a different name in the early days of his acting career. I think he might have been like Leaf Phoenix because he's in the Parenthood and he like goes by a different name in that movie. Huh. Yep. Anywho, Leaf. we don't we don't Leaf. need to go Leaf. Down, Leaf. down a whole Phoenix family. Phoenix family. rises from the ashes and they're doing. Really- I I want to oh. do a Phoenix family reunion now. I mean, I don't know that we need that. Uh, that does bring us to the end of our podcast. And just like the end of the school year, that means it's time to hand out some superlatives. Um, okay, so literally every teenage character is dead at the end of the movie except for Hugo. So rather than just do one superlative this week, I'm going to do a whole bunch of them for Hugo. <laughs> like he's going to get a whole bunch here because doing okay. one is not going to work out. So. Hugo is most likely to grow a mustache just so he can menacingly twirl it. Hugo is most likely to tell the arresting officers that his dad will make it, quote, worth their while if let him go. Hugo is most likely to defend himself from charges of racism by pointing out that he played high school basketball and one of his closest teammates is black. Hugo is most likely to rely on the affluenza defense in his murder trial. Yeah, He's not rich. Doesn't know right from wrong. He's too rich. He's not rich. Roger was rich. <laughs> Hugo might have been rich too. I don't know. That's a, a big time basketball coach. Uh, Hugo is most likely to be captain of the Aryan Brotherhood basketball team in prison. Uh huh. Hugo is most likely to say Larry Bird was better oh. than Michael Jordan. Hugo is. What? No. Hugo would say that. Hugo, he might be like Pippin was the one, or like some like you know <laughs> Robert Ory or like Horace. He would. Jordan would be nowhere without Pippen. Uh, he, no, he'd go Steve Kerr. He'd go Steve Kerr or John Paxson because he yeah, doesn't yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, like people. Um, Hugo is most likely to have a very strong negative opinion of the Washington racial slurs changing their name. Mm. And Hugo mm. is most likely to storm the Capitol. So there's our Hugo. Um, the next movie here is my choice. And... Uh, for the third time in the history of this podcast, we just mentioned him. Bobby the Hitman Clausen will be joining us next week for, in my opinion, oh. the only teen movie that could possibly rival Clueless in terms of being well-written. Um, oh. It is one of my favorite teen movies. It's one that I could probably accurately quote at least 85% of. It is just barely not a time warp. It's 1995. Snoochie boochies, boys and girls. We are talking about mall rats. Oh my god! Fuck yes! I don't know how we got this far without talking about mall rats. Um, I'm so confused. How is '95 not a time hop? Because 2010 is because our scale is '95 to 05. But I don't understand why that's me, the editor of the podcast. Says the scale. Do not. I don't understand why that's the scale. Um, well, I mean, you know, we still Dana, hadn't graduated Dana from in, college. Then it was what, uh, sophomore in college, 95? Yes, obviously. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah. So yeah, 95. to. But over. we hadn't even graduated college until 2007. So how can yeah, 2005 was, be our end? But I was out in, t- whatever, man. <laughs> Look, it's, it's not a tie war. Anyhow, right? I thought you were going with Fast over. Times at Richmond High. So. Oh, I will do that one very soon. It's not as well written as, as Ma- Ooh, Ma- Cameron Coro is going to come for you. Okay. The dialogue in Mallrats oh, is so sharp and so great. Uh, Joey Lord Adams is in it. Um, ben Affleck. Jersey. <laughs> Kevin Smith. Middletown <laughs> South, baby. Ben Affleck in the role he was written to play as like a snooty asshole. 
Like it's, mm. I love this fucking movie. Um, guys, that does it for this week's episode. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe, rate, leave us a five star review. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Recap and Gown Pod, R E C A P N G O W N P O D, and join our Facebook group, the Recap and Gown Fan Club. Um, we'll keep the discussion going in there all week about this movie. I have some things that I'm going to post some links to um also if you guys have any opinions or memories of this movie we'd love for you guys to jump in the group and let us know what you think um but if you didn't like what you heard to quote hugo i love you big man but you're a little bit of a mama's boy take it easy millennials we'll see you next week